Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Coaches, the Jamoti Podcast is powered by Shoot360. The future of basketball has arrived in Dallas-Fort Worth. Shoot360 combines the latest sports technology with the fundamentals of basketball skill development. The result is a one-of-a-kind video game-like basketball program designed to improve your shooting, dribbling, and passing. Visit Shoot360DFW.com to learn more and register for your free one-hour workout evaluation. Shoot360, the future of basketball is here. You've been at a lot of schools, different levels, different areas of the country, and probably had to coach different styles of play. But if you could choose your favorite, you know, you walk in the gym, and you have the players that fit that style perfectly. What would it be? Yeah, so I think more than style would just be kind of our mindset. If, if guys could play just attacking, not looking over their shoulder at me and playing out of habits. And what that means for every team is different, you know, but I want my guys, for example, offensively, we got unbelievable spacing habits, unbelievable cutting habits, unbelievable ball movement, shot selection habits. And then they're just attacking and playing out of space and concepts. Um, and we're attacking people with, with our ball movement, with our quick decisions. You know, we're catching it ready to shoot. We don't have a shot. We're stopping our shot and we're punching that thing in the paint or moving it one more. And we're just, we're just constantly on attack mode. And then defensively, the same thing. We're playing out of habits. You know, we're going to get after the ball. And then we know exactly what our first rotation is going to be if we get beat from a certain spot, our second rotation. And then we're flying around. What I don't like is I don't want a joystick. I don't think it's fun to play that way. I don't think players like playing that way. I don't like coaching that way. So I want my guys to be free, to be loose, to be confident, and to be attacking all the time. I would imagine, too, with that idea of teaching them concepts and more, like you said, a mindset, that you can fit players into those things. Because if the, right. And I've been guilty of this before. It's, it's system, system, system regardless of who we have well good luck with that i mean if, yeah. unless you're unless you're lucky like i've been for a year or two to have players that fit that but then all of a sudden when you don't have those guys you're you're frustrated they're frustrated and you're asking them to do things they can't do with concepts though you can make those adjustments and they can fit into what your players do best absolutely and i think you can have your core principles you believe in like i believe in shot selection I believe in ball movement, so I don't I don't believe in letting guys dance with it. Like, hey, we're going to shoot it, drive it, or move it right away. I believe in competing at a, at a really, really high level, and those things are never going to change. But if, like at UT Tyler, I had um, a Mecca, his sophomore year was an absolute monster. He was a five-man, and I had never had a five-man I could throw the ball to at any stop that was a stud. Like, that, that joker was touching the ball every time down. You yeah, know, like yeah. that's been one time my whole career. So if I, if my system was based off getting the ball to five man, we would be, we wouldn't have much success at all except that one year we had a mecca. Mm. So, but if if you have the the things you really believe in, you can tweak it. You know, I played five out before. I played four out. We pumped it inside. We pressed. We really backed it off and gapped it more defensively. We're gonna watch our guys play typically the first month and then try to figure out what's gonna best serve us. I think there's something to be there's something to being well-rounded in, in your own philosophy, your own mindset, because the uh, but then you can take that too far where you have no concepts, really no identity and 
from day to day, you know, week to week, you're drastically changing things to where, you, you know, you play a team. I don't know if you've ever felt like this. You play a team where after you're done playing them, you think, I don't really know what they were trying to do, like what their plan was or what their identity was. So you can go too far with uh, the only concepts or changing them quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I think the importance too, and not everybody's in this situation. A lot of high school coaches, they'll just see their guys at tryouts. But if you have the opportunity, just really step back and just watch as much as you can, you know, like it, it, for example, if you're a Texas high school coach, you get your guys in the period, you know, work your skill development stuff that you're going to do no matter what system, but then the first month of the year, watch and really evaluate as they just play. And then you can kind of figure it out from there. Yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. That's good. So that kind of goes right into developing players. How does individual skill development work into your daily practice? That's uh, my number one priority for our program, to be honest. Um, most places I've been, it's it's not the easiest job in the league, so you're not going to be able to out-recruit people. So you better be able to out-develop people. Even when I was a high school coach, Alito High School, like you're not going to have the best players in the Metroplex, but we can. that's why we utilize you and Matt. Um, we're going to try to out-develop people. So what we do, Matt, the first 30 minutes of every practice, the minimum, we're going to warm up, and then that's going to be skill development. And we're going we're gonna to work five things every skill development session. We're going to dribble. We're going to pass. We're going to shoot. We're going to finish. And we're going to work footwork. And then after we, we hit on those various aspects with our system, you know, trying to blend that into our system, however that looks, then we'll go into we'll do some decision-making stuff. So we'll do a lot of advantage shooting games. And then we'll play a lot of one-on-one. And that will be different depending on how we're going to attack. So if the emphasis that day, like this year, I think, We've got a we've got a really good group that can post you, but there are a lot of guards. So we're going to Barkley a ton. So we play a lot of one on one out of Barkley situations, and we'll do a ton of advantage one on one stuff. And we play from all different spots on the floor. And another thing we like to do as well is we go OD. So if I've got the ball, you're guarding me. We're going to play to a bucket or a rebound, and we're going to flip it, and then we're going to go find a new partner because I want my guys to guard all different shapes, sizes. I like that skill development because in a game you don't know like for example our best our all-american last year we're in the conference championship game they've got a 611 guard and he's a six he's a six two shooting guard so you got to be able to create your shot and make a play versus all different shapes and sizes and athleticism that's a great nugget for especially if, if you're playing gym like our six baskets 30 players in there playing some different one-on-one games instead of them staying with that same player uh, I, there's a couple things I think of that one, like you said, getting to play against different sizes, but then sometimes one-on-one gets a little heated and I don't mind that, but you play 30, you know, 15, 20 minutes against the same guy. Like if you're getting beat down every time, that's tough. If something, if you're the better player, just dominate, that's tough. So like good changes um, in that game, when you're taught, when you're working on Barclays, cause I, it's one of my favorite things. I think it sets us apart is when we attack the world or the paint, it's I like stride stops in there, but we can stride stop into a Barkley. So that's still a live jump stop or stride stop in there. Yeah. How do you set that one-on-one game up to, to where they can get in there and then, you know, a live aspect out of it? Yeah. So uh, lots of ways, but the, the, the most of the time what we do, Matt, is like, we'll just say, Hey, defense, you're guided until he flips his hips. And as soon as he flips his hips, it's, it's on, it's live. So they're kind of riding them down at that, that guy, like, 
maybe he's starting out of a out of a shot shot fake. He's stopping a shot. He's driving that thing. Whenever he flips his hips into that Barkley, it's live and it's on. That's good. That's and that's good. that's the majority of the time. That's kind of how we'll do it. I, um, another thing with yeah, skill development, like college, I know high school is Tuesday, Friday. College, a lot of leagues are Thursday, Saturday. So like we even emphasize it, Matt, on the on our walkthrough days, which is our Friday day. And we'll just do everything stationary. So even on that walkthrough day, it's going to be stationary ball handling, stationary passing, stationary shooting. Hmm. We won't go live on those days, but we're even going to prioritize and spend 30 minutes on it on walkthrough days as well. I've wanted to know from you because of our both the histories we have with PGC is directing what habits or concepts have you really taken over into college coaching from what you learned at PGC? Yeah, you know, the the echo call, we, we're going to echo everything. And I saw that I go to a lot of NBA training camps. The, the Spurs are big on that, too, with pop. Hmm. They um, just talking the game, you know, so. The echo calls we've taken away, playing playing in control off two feet when when it's um when the time's there. I'm a little bit looser with the with one foot than PGC is, but I tell my guys, hey, if you have speed and space, let's go. You know, let's let's rock with one foot. Otherwise, let's play off two so we can make a better decision. We have more time. Um, the we do our daily hat. So one thing I forgot to mention in our player development. We do like 30 second or minute drills. And a lot of it is a PGC habits, you know, like we'll, um, we'll catch and get powerful. We'll peak. We'll, um, we do all kinds of scenarios. We'll, we'll throw it to a player where they've got to save it and we're under our basket. So they've got to throw it to the opposite end. We're never going to save a ball under our basket, or if they can't throw it to the opposite end, they're going to step out of bounds with it. And we'll do some habit stuff to start that player development as well. I think that's powerful because how many times, and that's what I did get from PGC also is, how many times in games, whether it's grabbing a loose ball, peeking at the rim, getting powerful when it when you know as soon as you touch it, we we see those things happen in games when we yell about it. Yeah, look down the floor. Like we're yelling in games for them to have habits that we haven't developed in practice, and I think that's a that's a dangerous place to be as coaches. But those those to hear that you do that at your level to me is pretty pretty powerful. Yeah, and one more thing, Matt, I failed to mention for PGC is just the 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 positivity. Now, I'm not I'm not like fake cheerleader positive, but I've gotten a lot better. And when somebody does something good, just celebrating the heck out of it. And as opposed to riding you for for not blocking out, I'm gonna let you know when you don't block out. But if I ever see you have an incredible blockout, I'm gonna go nuts and make you feel like the most special player in the gym. That way you don't want to repeat that habit. That was Probably to be honest, that's probably the most power, powerful thing I picked up from PGC. I, I think their culture is incredible. I completely agree. And I, again, there, you and I have a lot of similarities. One, how we were coached in high school. I don't think <laughs> Coach Chastain was was raw, raw or uh, or spirit, spirit. Yeah, definitely not. You know, and then, and then incredible you know, coach, but definitely yeah. Not. And then in college too. And then I would imagine you and I started out our coaching careers wanting to be like the people that we played for. And and then also, like you said, I mean, natural spirit and, and the things that do happen at PGC, that was always a stretch for me because, like you said, I never wanted to feel fake. So for coaches out there that do want to bring more spirit, more positivity, like not doing it because that doesn't feel comfortable, that's a horrible reason because we ask our players to get uncomfortable all the time. But you do want to find a way to make it authentic and real because if not, your players will read that. 
did you find that you were different coaching after PGC than you were before you went in there as a director? Yeah, absolutely. And to be completely transparent, like I love PGC for the culture. I think it's made me a better coach. Yeah. The, the camp aspect, I'm not really crazy about, like, I, I don't, I don't just like, I love coaching my team a lot more than I love coaching a camp and a camp environment. But the, the thing that attracts me to PGC is the people, um, the growth mindset of the, the athletes that are there. And it's, the I think it does. It makes me a better coach. I, I do feel like I became a better coach since I became since I joined PGC and became a director. I really do. But I'm like you. The I'm that the the spirit aspect probably doesn't come as natural as it does to a lot of the other directors. And I'm just gonna be myself. I'm not gonna yeah. fake that. But I think I have became a more positive coach and probably a lot more fun to play for since I've been involved with that program. And that I think that was one of the not to keep talking about PGC, but I I do. I still love it. I think that was one of the good things about when when guys like me and you were in it was our sessions, our sessions, you and I were probably similar yeah. in the way we ran because we ran them like a practice, like a team trying to pepper in as much spirit as you and I are comfortable or can do and, and feel good about it. But but the fact that like athletes can go to different directors and get good experiences everywhere, but different experiences. I think that was good. I got a question for you. And this is uh, kind of like when I'm talking, when I was talking with either other direct directors, um, basket instructors, there was like an urban legend about you that at one of your sessions, you're talking with, with, with habits about to your players. And you said, I'm a man. Or no, no, he said, he said, he said, I take cold showers every day. I'm a man. Coach, is that true? Is that, were you teaching them to be men? They had to take cold showers. Um, not entirely true, but I, I did mention cold showers. I was, it was, it was a talk about doing hard things. I said, you know, like you can work that muscle, like you can with everything. And I have, you know, like um, during Lent, I've had a Lent where I took cold showers a lot of times just to, yeah, I will. But the I'm a man part, it, that, that's not true. The I'm, I'm a man. I take cold showers. <laughs> that's definitely not true. <laughs> Dang it. It's a, it's a heck of a story, though. Yeah, it is. I, I'm going to keep it, though. Um, yeah, absolutely. Keep using it. Yeah. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.